0: You ready? I'm ready. Welcome to Thirty Six Questions. I'm Nick. And I'm Anna.
1: And we're a married couple.
0: We got married three years ago.
1: It's almost four years ago, twenty fourteen.
0: Yeah, but we were just celebrating the fact that we met ten years ago this month.
1: It's amazing. That's Double really digits. exciting. Yeah. You we know did it. a lot of people don't make it that far. We did.
0: Yeah. We're so. just the best.
1: Yeah, I we mean, beat everyone else for sure. It, it's a-
0: no one has known each other longer than us. So.
1: Relationships are a competition, so <laughs>
0: <laughs> and we did
1: it. <laughs> and we did it. We're winning. So catch up, everyone. <laughs> um, so what do we, what do we want to talk about today? Let's talk about our guests today.
0: Oh yeah. So today we have Amber and Gabe.
1: They are fantastic. I. Love they
0: them. are so lovely. I met Amber through the Box Show, which is an all female sketch show at the People's Improv Theater. Mm -hmm. Um, Our next show is on March 20th, so come on out. Uh, But she is a stand-up comedian, a writer, a performer, and her boyfriend is an actor and a comedian as well. So they are a very funny couple.
1: What I loved about both of them is I feel like they've been through a lot in their lives and especially has been through so much. Yeah. Uh, But she has such a positive attitude. They're so articulate and they're really just... A joy to have around like you can you can sense an energy when they're in a room. It's really great.
0: I never thought about that, but Amber has been through quite a bit, as you'll hear. And she's truly one of the happiest people I've ever met, always smiling and gave as well.
1: So if you've never listened to our podcast before, just a brief rundown of what it is. It's a psych- psychological experiment by a psychologist named Arthur Aaron.
0: Yeah, 36 questions is a legit psychological experiment.
1: Absolutely. It was done in 1997. He brought two people into a room who had never met before, two strangers, and asked them these increasingly intimate questions until they uh, developed a a relationship of some kind. Yeah. And uh, uh, two of them actually ended up getting married
0: yeah and they invited everyone in the experiment to their wedding it's
1: very exciting
0: and basically we want people to get closer and fall in love so we get invited to more weddings <laughs> we're we, just
1: like lo- we're looking for more wedding invites we're looking this for
0: appetizers and free alcohol so
1: we feel this will pay off in time
0: <laughs> we want to dance <laughs> uh we don't want to pay for booze so listen
1: if if there's no weddings at least buy us a cake buy us uh, a cake uh bring us somewhere where we can dance yes that's, we're that's all
0: we really want through this podcast
1: Anyway, so let's get started. Right, let's go. All right, today on Thirty Six Questions, we have
0: Amber. Oh, I already said your name for you. <laughs> Amber Rallo.
1: and I'm Gabe Pacheco,
0: and just two of the loveliest people on the planet. Truly, the nicest people. Um, I actually don't know how you guys met. If you don't mind telling that story,
2: do you want me to? Yes. So, uh, Gabe and I are both stand-up comics, but when we first met, I was not performing yet. Um, and I'm very good friends with his co-host of his, he has a weekly show called Funhouse, and at the time it was at this place called Passenger Bar in Williamsburg. Um, super cool, uh, bar, but now it is closed because it got bought by, like, a pizza shop or something. Um, anyway, it's... It's no longer there, but I was going to the show every week. I was taking web development classes after I was working at a communications firm and taking web development classes at night. And it just so happened that this like 10 o'clock show was right on my way home. And so I would go there every week and laugh. And um, I really, I watched Gabe and Samir on stage and I really liked watching Gabe. Uh, But he had this one joke where he talked about... Adult children who are mean to their parents, and how messed up that is, (laughs) and how you know when kids can't explain technology to their parents, or it annoys them to explain technology to their parents, like, oh, just like use the touch screen in the cab, mom. (laughs) Like, he, if that's sort of his voice that he did on stage, and I that really endeared me to him. So um, we started hanging out. We became friends. um, And then one night when we usually, like, all went out in groups to get food afterwards, uh, pizza or hot dogs or something, um, vegan hot dogs.
3: uh, (laughs) I lured her back to my apartment.
2: Well, no. First, we, it was... Yes, you did lure me back to your apartment. (laughs) With hot dogs? Or like a trail of hot dogs? Rosamunda. (laughs) Rosamunda, which is no longer there either. Yeah. uh, But he, we'd usually go out in a group, but then like this one time, everyone was supposed to come out with us but you know each person slowly was like no I have to go do this thing and I have to go do this thing and I have to go do this. and then it was just Gabe and I I think
0: this was planned I think he planned this.
2: <laughs> I told then.
3: yeah I texted everyone one at a time scram <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> and then I said I needed to use a restroom and he was like oh I know of a place um,
3: a great 15-minute walk from where we were. He
2: said not too far from here. It was a 15-minute walk, and it was his apartment.
0: Wow, nice move. Nice move.
3: <laughs> Thank you. Thank you.
0: I know of have a good bathroom not, at my apartment. Yeah. Uh,
3: not premeditated, but I, I was very lucky that you decided to come back and hang out. Yes. Yeah.
0: Um, I will also say that your relationship has shut down numerous uh, restaurants, it seems. <laughs> <laughs> what
2: are we doing? I don't Oh, no, it's true.
1: After this, I'm going to give you a list of restaurants not to go to.
2: (laughs) You can also give us a list that you want to disappear, too. Oh, yeah. If there are restaurants who have done you bad, uh, done you wrong Mm -hmm. in the past. I mean, listeners also just send us some restaurants. (laughs) Yeah, But we do want sponsors, so. um.
1: (laughs) All right, let's get started.
2: Okay. Question number one. Given the choice of anyone in the world, living or dead, who would you want to want as a dinner guest?
3: Who would I want as a uh, dinner guest? That's correct. Okay. Well, uh, let's see here. Oh, Alive. Hey, you know what? I'd love to have uh, dinner with Nas because he's my favorite MC. So it'd be really great to have him come over. And uh, I'd love to hear him talk about how he writes his, uh, his raps. And um, you know, I like uh, performers. I like people who are lyricists. And as a, somebody who plays with words all day, it's it'd be interesting to hear somebody else who does that talk about their craft.
2: I love that. That's a really good answer. I um, I want to say, I, uh, truthfully, I, I would want to have dinner with my mom. Uh, cause she passed away when I was young and there are like so many things that have happened since then that I would love to tell her about. Um, and I think that would be a really fun conversation. And like, we didn't ever have like the period talk or the sex talk or like, you know, the dating talks. I want to have those conversations and see what she would think about that. Yeah. Yeah.
3: <laughs> oh, that feels like, that feels like Coco. Ha
2: ha. Yes, it does feel. Oh my gosh. That movie made me cry so oh
0: <laughs> it's a great movie it's really good
1: we all cried We all cried. yeah <laughs>
3: that's literally my grandma is like the character in coco
2: yeah Aww. she she really is she's
3: very i have an old mexican woman that just lives on the couch at my parents house and just uh, whispers in spanish abuelita. and no one knows what she's saying anymore and it's just abuelita it's just like the grandma in coco mm-hmm. okay uh question number two uh, would you like to be famous in what way?
2: Yeah, I would like to be famous. Uh, I'm a stand-up comedian, and um, I think if I was pursuing that without the intention or um, being okay with a lot of people paying attention to me, that would be pretty um, silly. <laughs> uh, so yeah, I would love to be famous, uh, specifically for stand-up, and um, I don't, I don't know. I, I would like people to. Think that what I say is very important. <laughs> that's the way I would like to be famous. I'm not sure if that's the that's the question that they were asking, but yeah,
3: yeah. I want to be famous in the way where like a like a character actor is famous. Mm. I don't want to mm. be I don't want to be on the billboard. Mm. Like I remember, uh, yeah, I don't want like you know when a, a new Nicolas Cage blockbuster comes out. I don't want my face to be on the billboard like that. But uh, I'd like to be able to walk into. Uh, towns or um, restaurants and have them say, hey, this meal's on this meal's on us.
2: You want to be like niche famous. I want
3: to be niche famous. Yeah, yeah. I don't need all my enemies to know. <laughs> Anybody who doesn't like me to know who I am. But I'd like a small group of devoted fans.
2: I agree. I like that. I wouldn't want anyone like from my past to see me on a billboard and then be like, I should reach out to her and ruin her life. But. Right.
3: Like, I want to be, like, Fight Club famous. How, like, in Fight Club when they're walking around, like, everyone else in the club, like, they all wink at each other. Mm -hmm. Yeah.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Okay. I like that. (laughs) It's a great answer.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Question number three. Before talking with someone, do you ever rehearse what you're going to say? Why?
3: Oh, man. Okay. So uh, I'd say that the answer to that is yes, if it's going to be... A difficult conversation, like uh, you want to uh, quit a job. I'm, I'll mull over that for weeks before I decide what I want to say. But I've realized that uh, being in the moment is, is a much better way of doing that because mm. there's no wrong uh, way to start. Every way to start a difficult conversation is wrong. Mm. You're always going to stumble. Mm-hmm. So why, why plan for a disaster? And that's kind of what I've learned about having difficult conversations. And I don't plan positive ones, you know.
2: I, I like that, uh, being in the moment when you're having difficult conversations. I just, on like an everyday sort of minutiae conversations, I plan out everything I'm gonna say. Um, I, For example, when we were in the airport the other day coming back from California, we had, we had a standby ticket and we had our confirmed <laughs> ticket and we were in the TSA line and I was thinking like, what am I going to say to this TSA agent? Because I don't know which one they're supposed to sign or what they're supposed to mark down. And so I I like had had a sentence planned in my head. I was like, oh, I have one confirmed, one standby. I'm not sure which one you're supposed to sign. Like, like very quick, very concise, understandable. And so then I said that and he got it and he signed one of them and moved on. Gabe... Didn't have that sentence planned in his head. More of an
3: agent of chaos. Yeah, (laughs) was
2: like, "Hey, I have these things. I don't know." (laughs) And um, and she was, she got very confused. Yeah, (laughs) she did. She was very upset. (laughs) So, I like to plan out those like little tiny conversations. I think it's, I'm very, I'm very much about being efficient. So, and that's a, a not a very efficient way of saying that sentence. But I'm about being efficient.
3: Yeah, yeah. I I figure it'll all sort itself out. So there we do have a difference, I <laughs> yeah. think, right there in how we how we plan our our dialogues with others.
0: And now Gabe is on a no fly list somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> Some sort of mm.
3: Ooh. What would constitute a perfect day for you?
2: Hmm. Waking up early in the morning, drinking coffee. I would want to do something creative to write probably a couple pages. If I can write two pages in the morning, that's really amazing. Uh, then I would want to do something athletic, like out outdoors and athletic, uh, rock climbing or hiking, and then have good food outside. Um, I know that's not really your thing, outdoor eating, but that's my thing. Mm-hmm, uh- mm-hmm. <laughs> I, I think about the bugs. <laughs> and then... Uh, and then relax, like take a nap outside. I, re- I like taking naps in the sun, um, mm-hmm. have good dinner, go see a show, uh, perform, and go to sleep. That's, that sounds like a great day to me. It sounds very productive and full of all the things I like.
3: Oh, that's great. I uh, was thinking about, there's three, There's I had this list once uh, that like a, a career coach gave me. And it had a bunch of different uh, action words on it. And there were three that really stuck out to me. One was communicate and then collaborate and uh, create. So those were the three it's like values, that I, things that I like to do. So any day where I have all three of those checked off, a perfect day would be um, talking to a, a good friend, uh, maybe a family member. There'd be the communication. Mm-hmm. And then the creating uh working on a project with someone else it could even be like if i do my morning pages it's like okay i did that and then let's say i wrote a sketch uh with someone else oh that's the best writing with someone else so uh having those two things in the day and then uh yeah and then so that'd be creating collaborating and communicating
2: I like that. There were no other people in my day. <laughs> right, right. Yeah, yeah.
3: I'm, I'm all about the community.
2: <laughs> Question number five. When did you last sing to yourself, to someone else?
3: Oh, that's for me? That's for you. Uh, what? Yesterday, we sang together, uh, and I was completely tone deaf, and Amber... Uh, using her hands showed me where I should hit the note (laughs) higher and higher and higher and then lower. And she acted like a little, like a conductor for me. And, uh, you know, I have a very hard time finding my natural, like, I love, I like singing, but I always feel like I either go really high or really low. And it's really hard to just hit that, whatever my normal, my natural voice would be. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But yesterday.
0: Where was it? Where where were
3: you singing? We were singing in the apartment in our living room.
0: You were just conducting him in your apartment. This is <laughs> so adorable. Well, we sing together a lot, actually.
2: We sing in our apartment a lot, very like God. goofy um, a lot. I sing in a Who voice, particularly. Like, yeah, who's from voice. Whoville.
0: I'm just going to ask you to give us an example.
2: Oh, my gosh. What song, though?
3: You, you want to do Rainbow Connection? No. <laughs>
2: <laughs> oh, I, okay. Um, um. I'm the type of girl that likes to run around. Never in one place. I run from town to town. When I find myself, find a person good. I hopped
0: into a car right around the world because I'm a wanderer. Yeah, I really?
3: love it. It's I like living with like a character from Fraggle I, Rock.
0: Love this so much.
2: So <laughs> that's mainly the voice that I I speak in a, <laughs>
0: in the apartment.
3: Yeah. What you all don't have a like a voice like an indoor voice?
0: We just have like <laughs> the voice we used to talk to our dog, that's, and that's that's
2: it. <laughs> we also uh, go. We like to karaoke together.
0: So. We gotta go. Nick is obsessed with karaoke. So oh we, my god. We all mm-hmm. should go. Oh my god. There's mm-hmm. this
2: place called um, Baby Grand in our neighborhood. There's two of them. There's one in Manhattan and okay. one in Greenpoint. We've been to the Oh, it's moment. so the the newest one in Greenpoint is so adorable and really fun. It and
3: was a cool. surreal moment. If I can hop in for a yeah, second. We had it. this so it's a really, really narrow it, it's this it's like a train car and there's long windows. So pedestrians walking on McGinnis Avenue, and there are very few of them can actually look in the window. But there were four of us in there, and then just the bartender and his best friend. So v- a very intimate setting. And this man uh, walked by the window, and he was dressed in like a big overcoat. Uh, he, he looked a little
2: he, like vagranty.
3: Yeah, like, you know, I'm yeah. not going to say homeless, but I'm no. going to say like, you know, he's he, he looked a little r- uh, rough around the edges, a little eccentric. And he uh, walked in and sat down, and without missing a beat, he unzipped his coat, pulled out a recorder. No. And like, started... a, like
2: a flute recorder. Not yeah. like a recorder. Like a... Like, like a, yeah. some
3: Legend of Zelda. Like, you know, something yeah. that no one plays after like you, middle school. You only
2: play it in third grade and that's yeah. it.
3: And he's got one and he just starts hitting all the notes and he accompanies everyone up there. Like, all the songs. What?
2: All the songs? Yes. Like... All The songs like Caress Me Down by Sublime, he accompanied. <laughs> yeah. Like, uh, what was some of the, like the heavy metals? There was like 90s uh, metal songs going on, he accompanied them. He, like,
3: yeah, yeah, yeah. Some Beck Midnight Vultures songs, it was he, he was all over the place. Yeah,
0: yeah, I loved him. Ben. Yeah, <laughs> it was
3: amazing. What a, yeah, what a strange character to inhabit our New York world. <laughs> uh, he's going to be coming in for the second half of the podcast. <laughs> we should invite him for sure. Um, yeah. Uh, Great. Uh, Question number six. Are you ready? I'm ready. Okay. Are you sure? Yeah. Got it. Uh, (laughs) If you lived until 90, that's 90 years old in human years, not dog years, uh, but could only keep either the mind or body of a 30 year old for the last 60 years, which would you choose?
2: This is a really great question and I've heard this one before and it's really difficult for me. Um, first of all, I'm 30 right now, so I have both the body and mind of a 30 year old (laughs) and the fact that they frame it this way is really funny to me. I'm like, Oh, is that the best body and mind to have? Is that like the (laughs) peak of, but I, I think that aging is really beautiful. I like aging. I like, um, seeing people develop, uh, and grow. And I, I think that both in body and mind, it's fun to, um, see yourself evolve. So I wouldn't want to really see myself not evolve in either of those ways, but I think I'd probably choose to keep the mind of a 30 year old and the body, I mean the, the mind of a 30 year old and, and I'd age my body because it's very, the idea of, you know, losing part of my mind is really scary
3: hmm mm-hmm. uh,
2: not not being able to remember things sounds really that's one of my greatest fears so yeah
3: yeah I think uh the idea of losing um, my mind is uh is a pretty scary but then if you're already losing it you, it's it's like you're a fish in water you know you don't know mm. you, you you don't know
2: a goldfish doesn't know their memory horrible
3: yeah right so uh wh- who cares I'm gonna keep that thirty year old that live, delicious, smooth skinned thirty year old body. <laughs> and my brain is just gonna age like a fine wine. And I'm mm. just gonna I'm it's I'm gonna mature. I'm gonna go through all the different uh, ways of thinking. And you know, I look at old there's some old people out there that still have really sharp sharp minds. Yeah. I'll listen to Noam Chomsky talk. Mm-hmm. You know, he's super old. Mm-hmm. So what if I had Noam Chomsky's brain in a sexy, sexy 30-year-old mm, so body? So sexy. Oh, that combination. Mm. Yeah.
2: Love it. Question number seven. Do you have a secret hunch about how you will die? Ooh. Uh,
3: I have a fear. I, I'm, uh, I My fear is always that I will be um, murdered by a... <laughs> Here we go. <laughs> by a deranged uh obsessed fan. Mm, so I'm going to murder Gabe. <laughs> <laughs> uh you know, I look at like Selena and I'm like, "Oh man, you know, you got it cuz there's always people that especially when you're when you're lo- doing live shows, mm-hmm. uh you can't um a- at our level, you can't really ban people. There's no mm-hmm. bouncers, mm-hmm. but there are uh, lost souls that show up to every event. And uh I think that we, that live performers attract that. So that's a fear.
2: I think that's really great that you have that confidence that someone will <laughs> care that much. Yeah. I think that's lovely. Um, I uh, I think that I will probably um, have cancer. Yeah. Yeah. Just because that runs in my family. And that's, I... And I don't like that idea. I don't want that to be the thing, but I think that's probably what will happen.
3: Mm-hmm. So you feel like it's your body that's going to revolt against you. Absolutely. And I think it's going to be an external force.
2: Which is really funny because that's how we see the world in general. <laughs> <laughs> you feel like the external world is like attacking you, and I feel like my internal world is attacking me. Yeah.
0: some deep psychology. <laughs> just
3: uh, eight. Name the most important thing you feel you and your partner have in common. Oh, I think that we both uh, have an urge to express ourselves and to create things. That's two things, right? So, (laughs) done.
2: (laughs) I think that the most important thing we have in common is we love to laugh. Yeah. It's it's a good way to... Stop a lot of arguments that could happen.
3: Mm hmm.
2: Mm hmm.
0: Yeah. It's really sweet. It's a really nice way to put it. Thanks.
2: Question number nine For what in your life do you feel most grateful?
3: Me?
0: You.
2: <laughs> do, you do you feel most grateful for yourself? Is that, <laughs>
3: Oh, I, you were pointed at me, so it's my turn to answer. Yeah. Yes,
2: When I ask the questions, you answer. When you ask the questions, I answer. I'm so
3: grateful that I have, uh, I have just a wonderful person on my team. Such a <laughs> Way di- to save it. Way to save it. <laughs> yeah. Just a dynamic partner. Do you know? Oh.
1: I know.
0: <laughs>
2: <laughs> um. I, am, I feel bad not naming you now. I am very grateful for you, but I think... Hey, uh,
3: I'm not going to take it personally.
2: What I'm most grateful for in my life are my sisters. Yeah. Because um, yeah, after my parents passed away, my sisters became my like core family. And I have two older sisters who are my half-sisters. They have a different mother. And then two sisters who are my full sisters. But um, But it doesn't really matter they're all like my full family and i got to see them last weekend and it made me it just filled me with happiness every time i see them is just like i am full of love and happiness so i'm really grateful for them
3: if you could change anything about the way you were raised what would it be
2: okay i've kind of said this already but my parents died when i was young (laughs) i would like them not to have died (laughs) is that yeah, that's a way to change how I was raised. Um, we were kind of latchkey kids, and I think that if they stayed around, I would have liked them to uh, have a more organized uh, set of rules for us. I sort of, I really, really craved rules when I was a kid, and we didn't really have any, and it, it made me feel like I was floundering a little bit. So I would have liked. Just, you know, like a bedtime. And like, you know, like dinners together or something, you know? Yeah. I'm sorry I keep saying you know. (laughs) Yeah. You do know.
3: I got you. Okay. Sure. How about you? Yeah, my parents, uh, they did the best they could. They did a great job. I had loving parents and a a large support network of um, grandparents and aunts and uncles and uh, their friends. My parents' friends, a brother and a sister. So I really liked all that. Um, if anything, I would have been a bigger advocate for myself earlier on to just do more things, like s- just take that karate class and stick with it. Mm-hmm. I took you know? karate. Yeah, yeah. If anything, I didn't. I didn't belong to a lot of uh, organized or structured events, um, activities. I spent a lot of time just watching, uh, renting movies. I was an indoor kid.
2: (laughs) No surprise. (laughs) Question 11, take two minutes to tell your life story in as much detail as possible.
1: Ready, go.
3: Great, Uh, I was born in Oakland, California Uh, I was the first of three kids to um, uh, mother and father who uh, got married uh, shortly after I was conceived, (laughs) and uh, they moved to Washington, D.C., where I was raised. I lived in Washington, D.C. until I went to college. While there, um, the city was uh, relatively unsafe, and so I... uh, vacillated between having a very privileged existence that i feel very fortunate uh, for and also living in constant fear of my surroundings (laughs) so um i went to an all boys uh catholic school from sixth grade through tenth grade prior to that i went to a catholic school uh, in the city Um, i was taking the subway from second grade on so i was very independent Uh, moving around the city. Uh, my favorite years in school were probably sixth grade through eighth grade uh, when I got to hang out with all these guys. It was awesome. And uh, then high school was uh, kind of a bummer, but I had a large group of friends. Uh, we'd go to raves uh, <laughs> and punk rock shows. So this weird mix of uh, sort of deep subculture. It was... It was great uh, to be a teenager in the late 90s because we didn't have cell phones yet and there was no way to track our movements and I feel really privileged to grow up in a time before constant surveillance by the government and parents. And (laughs) yeah, yeah, and then uh, I went to college uh, at Bard and it was a small liberal arts school that felt like a summer camp when you showed up in the... Late summer, and then immediately became like a dreary, muddy, uh, dark place to be in the winter. And then after school, I uh, became a uh, public school teacher (laughs) because I wanted to give back to the community. And now I'm a comedian. Yeah, that's it.
2: Good job.
0: Wow, that was very thorough. Yes,
2: very thorough. Good job. Um, You're. I'm starting. Go. (laughs) Okay. I uh, was born in California, Southern California. Uh, The first part of my life, I was raised in Calabasas, California, which is where the Kardashians are from. Uh, (laughs) Just to give some people some context, um, my dad really was a big advocate for buying the smallest house in the most expensive neighborhood. Uh, So we had a little house compared, it was two stories, but compared to the other houses that had like tennis courts and stuff, it was a small house. And um, I lived there with my two sisters and my mom and my dad. Um, And we, oh, when I was three years old, we lived in a different house on um, Dunmore drive. And, my I was three this is my first memory my sister who was five years old and I were going out to play and we went through the garage door and she pressed the garage door button and then we ran out underneath it and she tripped and got caught under the garage door uh she was totally fine um I mean she wasn't fine it was intense like she lost consciousness my dad though was a paramedic and he was able to um, give her CPR and, and bring her back. And we called 911. My mom called 911. And so it ended up being okay. But, um, because of that, we were on the show rescue 911 when it was really weird. So this, these, this TV crew came to our house and interviewed us. Um, and then I, um, so that's like one part of my life then. When I was 11, my mom passed away from breast cancer. Um, It was like a three year long battle. So that was a big part of my life, Uh, you know, spending time with her and spending time in hospitals. When I was 16, my dad passed away from a heart attack. Um, So that was, you know, uprooted me uh, because now both my parents had passed away. And so I moved into my aunt's house in Long Beach. And whereas my parents house was like very latchkey low okay uh <laughs> my um my aunt had like a lot of rules and like suddenly i had like packed lunches and dinners together and it was great and then i went to she uh helped me get good grades and i went to berkeley uh and from berkeley i moved to brazil and then from brazil i moved to new york and you don't need to know the rest of it <laughs> <laughs>
0: you guys did really well.
3: okay. most people can't do that
0: uh, you know, I think a lot of people get nervous and we had one friend we love you uh, Marissa that uh, named like all her high school mascots because she got very nervous <laughs> in like two minutes and we were like okay that's an interesting way to, <laughs> to tell your, up life, your story. life story uh,
3: number 12 lucky 12 if you could wake up tomorrow having gained any one quality or ability human or supernatural what would it be?
2: Oh my gosh. Something I've been thinking about lately is how much sleep I need as a human being. Um, I am, I am just someone who needs like eight hours at least. And I'll take 10 or 12 hours if I can get it. And I wish I see these people out there that get by with five hours of sleep and I wish I was them and I wish I could do that and it's not a superhuman skill at all and I've thought many times about how if I could just train myself to do it but every time I've tried to train it I just can't it like makes me want to throw up when I don't get enough sleep so I wish that I could not sleep as much because I feel like they're getting one over on me they get more lifetime
3: (laughs) yeah 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 I wish that uh, I didn't have any allergies? Oh yeah, because it is a a barrier to uh, interpersonal um, relationships, uh, communication. You know, like I just if you're if you tell me you have a cat, like our relationship's over. <laughs> it's a wrap, right? Or I have friends who have bought cats and they have them in their apartments and just can't. I just we the friendship has ended because I can't really visit them anymore. We have to always meet in a neutral location. Uh, Also, food-wise, there's so many places I'd like to travel. And if I don't speak the language, it's a little bit more of a hardship to, you know, find out if there's fish sauce Mm -hmm. in the uh, pad thai or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. I wish I could eat everything, like a goat.
2: (laughs) (laughs) These are very, like, low-key things that we (laughs) want. This is lucky number 13. Mm Mm-hmm. Question number 13, if a crystal ball could tell you the truth about yourself, your life, or the future, what would you want to know? Uh,
3: the, wh- the the What's the question again?
2: <laughs> if a crystal ball yeah. was magic and could tell you the truth about yourself, your life, or the future, what would you want to know?
3: Uh, if I knew the future, then I would know my death date and I could live recklessly
0: <laughs>
3: every day leading up to that. I could just uh, drive drunk. I could jump from rooftop to rooftop. I could but, you know, that's that's one way of looking at it. I think I would uh rather know um everything about myself. I'd rather know about myself. And then once you know who you really are, you can uh ac- uh take accurate steps to steer yourself in the direction you want to go.
0: Mm. I like that. I have a movie pitch based on your answer. Yeah. <laughs> I think it's super interesting if someone knew their death date, lived recklessly and then like somehow died because they were like doing crazy things. <laughs>
2: yeah, I was thinking about that. I was like, "Looper, no, they don't do that in it." I was like, "What? It, like I feel like you would be able to change your future accidentally." Yeah.
0: Anyway, yeah. or yeah. <laughs> If you want to work on a movie about your answer, let me know.
3: (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Well, you could live without fear and you could do, you could affect change in the world the way that you uh, deem necessary Mm because you're like a superhero now.
2: Mm -hmm. Um, I would want to know about my future. I would particularly want to know about uh, what it would be like if I had a kid and what sort of world they would grow up in. And I would want to know, you know if that would be a responsible thing to do, or uh, if it would be an irresponsible thing to do, if they would have a good life, or if they would, you know, save the world, or, you know, what would happen? Yeah.
3: (laughs) 14.
2: I'm naturally deep, I can't help it, okay? (laughs) Uh,
3: Is there something you've dreamed of doing for a long time? Why haven't you done it? Yeah, you know, it's super simple. And I've done so many other
2: things that are crazy, but I would love to skydive. And I haven't done it yet. And I have no idea why. Um, just purely procrastination, I think. Because I'm not scared, or I don't think I am. I mean, I would probably get scared once I got up in the plane and, like, someone was pushing me out of it. But I should just make an appointment to do that. An appointment. Is that how you do it?
0: Yeah. Okay, Um, cool. I recently learned you can skydive in Long Island somewhere. So it's very close. Okay. But I don't really
2: want to go to Long Island. (laughs) True. (laughs) True. True. Not the most picturesque (laughs) place to do it, but.
3: Yeah, I think it's the logistics. It's like I want to be in the plane and I I want to be thrown out of the plane, but I don't want to drive to the location. Yeah. 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 It's it's everything leading up to it. Mm -hmm. Uh, And then the drive home. -hmm. I want to be right back in my apartment. Such a
2: low drive home. You're like, oh, I had this adrenaline rush, and now I'm just
1: now I'm driving
2: in a car. Yeah,
1: now I'm in gridlock traffic. My thing is the first time you skydive, you have to be attached to some dude, and I'm like, this is kind of weird. (laughs) (laughs) Right?
0: Or lady? Or lady? Or lady? lady. (laughs) Sorry, sorry,
3: listener. What's my answer to this question? What's something I haven't done yet, and why? uh let's see oh you know what I, I, I want to take some dancing classes Aww. yeah yeah <laughs> that's all you're a good dancer <laughs> I know but yeah. you can always get better what kind of dancing well uh something solo I like dancing solo so like I know like a hip-hop class maybe. you do like
2: to be the peacock
3: I am a big peacock. We just went to this wedding, and all of my friends at it were high school friends who were uh, former ravers and break dancers so during the couple's dance, the bride and groom dance at one point, my friend Dan just uh broke down and did a six step and then hopped back up. She was into it so
2: it was great. it was great. There yeah. were a lot of male peacocks at that wedding. there was like <laughs> there's multiple times where there's like dance <laughs> circles and you know people in the middle doing like Passing energy balls, which I didn't know was a thing <laughs> until now. Is that where you do this? Yeah. Oh, like, yeah. Yeah, and you hold All it. All that.
3: You, <laughs> I feel trendy, but I know what that is. <laughs> Yeah. So, I don't know. I've never taken a dance class, and I think it'd be it'd be interesting. And I remember in college, I thought about doing it. My mom looked at me and went, uh, she said, we're not paying money if you could take a dance class. What? And I just listened to that, and I, like, at, you know, after... At
2: college, at Bard.
3: Yeah. And after school, you know, I realized that uh, maybe it was late in life. I was like, yeah, I've only got one life, and I should do all the things I want to do. So who cares what everybody else thinks? And I started doing stand-up. But, uh, you know, I never... I haven't gone back to that moment of, like, yeah, let's take this dance class.
1: So I bought, like, a breakdancing vhs tape and yeah. i was like i'm gonna learn how to break dance." And then i started watching i'm like oh i need to be in better shape before I <laughs> <do what I laughs> do this.
2: yes question number 15 what is the greatest accomplishment of
3: your life oh that's for me
2: Every time I ask the question, you answer it. I don't know what it, you're confused about. You make
3: it. You make, you make a face where I feel, where where it seems like uh, you're th- the gears are turning and you're thinking about how you're going to answer it. And I'm oh, like, oh my gosh, yeah. no! I'm, I'm totally waiting. listening to you, baby. I'm Thank sorry. Thank you. Thank you. They're gonna break up. After <laughs> so I said that I always wanted to make a movie, and uh, since then I've made two. You know. And those are the greatest accomplishments. That's so, far. so
2: funny. Those are my greatest accomplishments, because <laughs> those two movies we've made together.
3: That's right. Our little projects. Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah, one that recently uh, leaves in autumn, like a, a silent body horror comedy. Yeah, and uh, it's
3: really a love letter to New York City. <laughs>
2: And then the other one, Finding Simfeld, which is a mockumentary. Yeah. About a about cultural appropriation.
0: <laughs> I can wait. How do you see these movies? Uh,
2: Finding Simfeld is on YouTube. Uh, and you can also just go to the website whereisimfeld.com, S-I-M-F-E-L-D. <laughs> and um, and leaves in autumn is on Vimeo? Yes, it's also- Or on Facebook. It
3: has a Facebook page, Leaves and Autumn. Yeah. And uh, that's the easiest way to see it is on Facebook. But it's on Vimeo too, so. Cool, cool. Mm -hmm. Mm, Number 16, what do you value most in a friendship?
2: Mm. For me?
3: (laughs) This time you get to go first.
2: Thank you. (laughs) What do I value most in friendship? Yeah. Um, hmm, I value um unconditional love, so i want I want someone who when i when I have a friend, I appreciate someone who will be okay with me sometimes having to cancel Mm -hmm. um, and not holding that against me or taking it personally. Uh, I have, I need time by myself a lot. I mean, if you notice my perfect day, doesn't have any other people in it. (laughs) I really like independent time. And so someone who understands that and then is happy to like pop into my life when I'm open to it is really nice to me. I also like people who make me laugh. Hmm. Mm-hmm.
3: I like uh, playfulness mm-hmm. and uh, I think that goes to collaboration. Mm. So just that ease of communication and um, that feeling that uh, when I leave them, I'm inspired. So yeah. that can also be someone who is willing to share, you know, so openness. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. Yeah, playfulness is something
2: we talk about a lot. Yeah. There are some people who when you talk to them, they're willing to play, they're willing to follow you down a path of conversation and then some people are like, "No, that's not. That's not right." And those people I don't want to spend more time with them. It's like <laughs> you, yeah, it's
3: like uh, you know, you throw people a ball and they're just like and, and it they just, just drop it their feet on the and they're like, <laughs> yeah. "No. Like, yeah, forget that. No yours."
0: <laughs> yeah.
2: Oh. Question number 17. What's your most treasured memory, Gabe?
3: (laughs) Oh my goodness. What's my most treasured memory? That's a, you know, I can't think of one specific memory. Uh, There's so many great moments. I think, uh, oh, you know what? I like uh, hanging out at my dad's, like I think it was his uh, 50th birthday And everybody was there and there was like a mariachi band and my best friend showed up and uh, was the bartender for the party and my brother and sister were there. So I think it was just having like all the family uh, Mm -hmm. together in a huge celebration. Yeah.
2: Absolutely. I love having all my family together. It does make me really happy. I think my most treasured memory, though, is a moment with just my mom Mm -hmm. uh, when I was a kid. Putting my, I remember very strongly putting my head on her stomach and listening to her digestive tract and hearing like the burbling, gurgling sounds that were happening in there. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it made me really happy. And I like that I can come back to it. Like if I lay my head on your stomach, um, which I do sometimes, and I listen to it, it takes me back to that moment.
3: She does that all the time. Oh, that's so sweet. Mm-hmm. hmm She so pushes me down. Shh. <laughs> Lie Don't down. Talk. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Eat a bunch of a <laughs> Oh my goodness. What is your most terrible memory? <laughs>
2: um, my most terrible memory is when I was 16, coming home from school. Um, I usually went to cross country, but I was told not to that I needed to go home and coming into my aunt's house and nobody else being in the living room um, and the door to the hallway being closed and my aunt telling me that my dad had had a heart attack and she just said he had a heart attack she didn't say he died so then I I had to like ask a follow-up question and um, he had died and I was so... It was different from when my mom passed because I knew that was coming and I expected it. But then this was like sudden and um impactful and I wasn't living with him and I felt guilty and angry and sad and frustrated all at the same time. And it was a lot. I'm sorry. Yeah. I know that my it's you know, it's gonna be hard to beat that. <laughs>
3: You know, it's not. This isn't a a tragedy Olympics (laughs) that we're having right here. Uh, Yours is so is about the loss of someone else, and for me, I think a very traumatic experience I had was um, when I was fourteen, and I was uh, it was like Christmas Day, and I was in Philadelphia. And my family was v- visiting friends, and I ate a walnut cookie. Mm. Uh, and it was, you know, it was just a butter cookie with walnut flour. And so I went into anaphylactic shock oh. and uh, ended up in the hospital. And they, like, gave me the um, EpiPen. And th- and then the doctors were whispering, like, oh, it's not working. We're oh. going need- <gasps> no. to need in- We're going to need to intubate him, give him a sedative. And then uh, they gave me a. Uh, uh, like they put me to sleep, and I remember like falling asleep to like a corny joke and like laughing, and then my head hitting the pillow, but then f- continuing f- like to fall. I continued to fall in below the bed, or my soul did, whatever it did.
2: Like a get like the scene from Get Out, yeah, like, exactly. Just falling deeper I, and deeper. Dude, I, into went this the, abyss. I went
3: to the sunken place, oh, scary, and I was in there for like two days, uh, oh. paralyzed, but awake.
2: That's really scary. That's really terrifying.
3: So, yeah, and I ruined Christmas. Oh. a <laughs> corny joke. Oh, I can't not 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 at all. But uh, but yeah, the whole thing was pretty traumatic. Yeah.
2: Question number nineteen: If you knew you would die a year from now, um, would you change anything about the way you are now living? Why?
3: Oh my goodness. Uh, well. Yeah, I would max out all the credit cards. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, Yeah. There would definitely be. So uh, the question is, do I announce that I'm dying in a year and hole up in uh, a house in Wyoming and invite everyone to come visit? And that way I don't have to do any traveling because traveling is terrible with the TSA and just have people come (laughs) visit me the whole time and just have an open house all Mm -hmm. year. Or do I decide to check out the beaches of Croatia? You know, I don't know. I think I like the idea of staying in one spot and having people come visit me.
2: Mm, I like that. I like that too, it sounds really, really nice, but I think I might take the opposite tactic Mm -hmm. and do like endless summer sort of style. Just keep chasing summer from place to place, Mm -hmm. um, beach to beach, and um, yeah, always be outside.
3: Yeah. I
0: love that, I want to
3: be there. (laughs) there. I'd have people ship food. Like there's this episode of M.A.S.H., Mm -hmm. such an old show, but they have uh, they have like barbecue like flown into Korea from somewhere in the States and some famous barbecue spot. And, you know, wherever you are, I think if you have enough money because you're maxing out your credit cards, you can have fresh lobsters, you know, flown Mm. in or (laughs) have coconuts like still in the shells just delivered.
2: I would definitely go back to Colombia to Cartagena and I would I would take one of those islands for a little bit just, you know. Yeah. They have like 26 islands off the coast there. I would make, I would spend a few months at one of those islands.
1: Yeah. It's such a fun answer because everybody kind of says travel, but you're the first to be like, I'm not going to go anywhere. (laughs) (laughs) Everything's (laughs) going to come to to me. I love it. That's awesome.
3: Uh, Number 20 Beyond what you value in a friendship, what does having close friends mean to you personally?
2: Having close friends means having a support system. Um, it means having a a security blanket, something that, you know, you can rely on. And, um, I like having people that I can collaborate with. I like, uh, keeping people in my life who, when I see them, it makes me happy. Uh, And so that's that's I've been thinking about it a lot recently. That's something that when someone makes me happy when I see them, I try to take note and I'm like, oh, I should keep that person in my life because that's like that's rare. That's a weird little special gem.
3: Yeah, I think the most important thing they can give for me is uh, is a sense of uh, joy and wonder about the world and a lack of judgment. Mm. So someone I can tell anything to. And then when I leave the conversation, I feel like I just drank an espresso. I like
2: that. Question number 21. How important is love and affection in your life? How do you show affection? What's your language of love? Listen, uh, that's not what it says on the paper, I'm sorry. <laughs> I added my own flavor to it.
3: Wait, so how do I show How what? do you
2: show your affection?
3: Oh my goodness, groping. Yeah. Just constant, ta- <laughs> like, tactile, like a koala bear attached to a eucalyptus tree, or like one of those sloths, just, you know, you just get, it's all about grabbing, touching, well, you know, when I say grabbing, you know what like
0: I mean. A- appropriate, consensual. consensual <laughs> appropriate. Yeah, yeah.
3: Everyone's on board, okay? there's gr- I got the green lights already. No ambiguous yellows. No. And, uh... Yeah, I think um, I think uh, touching is is my language. Mm.
2: I think that doing services for people is my language of love. Yeah, I think that you know making sure someone has food if they if they have a really busy day is like really important to me, or um, helping clean or it's like it's very. Little, but you know, making someone's day a little bit easier.
3: Service. Service. Yes, making I agree. coffee
2: in the morning.
1: You just service became my best
3: friend.
2: <laughs> <laughs>
3: yeah, we do that. Yeah, you. Know? you
2: yeah, um, and I think also, I, and I, I don't want to answer for you, but I think telling stories is your is part of your language of love, like telling little creative fantasies, like imagining yourself as a koala bear.
3: Mm-hmm. Is yeah. What is this? What is this, number 22? Share two positive characteristics of your partner. I mean, only two. Okay, go for it. (laughs) Oh, gag me. (laughs) Yeah, go for it.
2: Oh, I'm supposed to
0: share two? Oh, yeah. Sorry. I'm so sorry.
2: Grabe. uh, Oh, my gosh. He's so creative um, the stories that he tells around the apartment I just love so much they're they're real weird by the way <laughs> um, I, I can't even get into how strange these these like fantasy stories are about you know you uh, um, it's usually we're animals like he's like a bird of paradise and I am um, like a little bird discerning whether or not he's capable and good enough for me (laughs) Uh, and then so so creativity and the second characteristic I would say is um, he's able to take criticism or notes without feeling uh, offended by it and that's huge
3: hmm hmm interesting hmm. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness well just in general one uh, one uh, wonderful uh, quality that amber has that you have is uh uh very uh, quick at learning and um an ability to rise to challenges be it uh starting a podcasting studio or um working on a website or learning uh how to how to make uh, photos look good just any just your uh, your your technical prowess and your ability to um, learn new things where I think I get more frustrated very quickly. And so I see this quality in you as, uh, as superb. Mm-hmm. Um, and then uh, what's another great uh, quality or characteristic? Oh, uh, bravery in um, communicating, you know, both uh, on stage and uh, how you interact with people in general. And the way that you uh tackle job interviews and making new friends and um yeah networking oh thank you yeah yeah you're much more um social and uh and uh communicative than you than you think you are
2: oh thanks it's not yeah thank you question number 23 how close and warm is your family? Do you feel do you feel your childhood was happier than most other people's? I asked that weird question number twenty three. How close and warm is your family? Do you feel your childhood was happier than most other people's?
3: Uh, I think that we all care for each other deeply, but we are in we don't need to communicate very often, or maybe or we don't. So in a lot of ways. Um, I probably talk to my parents like once a month uh, on my brother uh, and sister the same. So, but we were, we grew up in a small house together and I know that they have my back no matter what. So,
2: I would agree with that. Yeah.
3: And we we go on a lot of vacations together.
2: I love Gabe's family. They're really amazing. Yeah. My sisters are super warm and, loving and they're my best friends um and i feel like i said i feel very grateful to have them uh i would i think that we are closer than a lot of families because we've gone through things together and it just it's tightened our connection yeah
3: Yeah. they're great they are (laughs) Uh, how do you feel about your relationship with your mother?
2: Well, <laughs> um, I feel my mom was a very strong, independent woman. Uh, she was the breadwinner in our household, and she was the organizer of our family. And um, after she passed away, like things fell apart a little bit because my dad was sort of a um, he was he was just more youthful um is the nice way of saying it uh so I it was different and I think when I was a kid I saw my dad as the fun one and my mom as like the rule like boss and I so I was less close to her when I was a child but I think as I, if she was still alive, I think as I grew older, I would have gotten closer to her because I respect her immensely and everything that she was able to accomplish.
3: I don't want to talk about my mom. <laughs> no. <laughs> no, my mom is super smart. Uh, she is a, a very independent uh, woman, um, a great role model, and she was a lawyer, uh, well-read, um, bilingual. um, And was a trailblazer that uh, was able to assert her independence within her own family. So in a lot of ways, she's a big role model. And uh, she was less the disciplinarian, I think, in my house. Mm -hmm. Uh, She was more concerned, less concerned with uh, the rules in the house. And, you know, um, following her own dreams and and creating her own small business. So, with that, like, you know, I think I get a lot from my mom. Yeah. And she also appreciated other cultures. Um, so, I think that I get a lot of my appreciation for travel and diversity and uh, diverse points of view from her.
2: Yeah, she's really cool. She's an Im- She was an immigration lawyer. I think she still does some work in immigration law. Yeah. And she um, she's bilingual. She taught herself Spanish. She's not. And she's... Not Mexican, that's Gabe's dad's side. So she's super cool, super smart.
3: She might speak academically better Spanish than the rest of us, yeah. the Latinos. Yeah. I love that.
2: <laughs> Question number 25. In what way do you feel your partner has changed you? Hmm. Um, speaking of being open and creative, uh, I think that Gabe has really uh, changed the way I communicate and... Um, Yes, anding and adding two stories together uh, has really improved me. I think um, I maybe used to be more on the side of dropping the ball at my feet, but that's just not as fun.
3: <laughs> yeah, uh, I think living with uh, Amber has made me more um, uh, trusting and compassionate and patient with just people with her i mean just being with you has made me i think a better person because you know i think in the past i would have uh i've learned more i've learned more about myself and how to and how to be with people through being with you
0: you guys are so cute <laughs> It's brilliant.
2: is it
3: disgusting <laughs> no, Do you, no, is no. this the episode that people are going to get nauseous listening to on the subway? We'll have a
2: have your barf bag ready we we give them two months
3: (laughs) number 26 yeah name something your partner hates that you absolutely love (laughs) hmm what
2: do you hate that i absolutely love wow that is a really good question i don't I don't know that I can think of anything. Except for that I can Oh, you want to answer first? (laughs) I got it. Yeah, I
3: got it. You know? Okay, you go first. She hates uh, spicy red sauces. Oh. And I love Uh, red spaghetti sauces, Mm, tomato-based foods.
2: It's funny, because I'm Sicilian, and I should love a red gravy, but I just do not. Yeah. I do not. It hurts my stomach. It's bad. It's acidic.
3: I can drink it like a soup. Mm?
2: (laughs) I mean, well, if we're talking about food, I love i love butterfingers i love abba zaba i love anything with peanuts in it yeah. i like like a like a peanut pad thai um and yeah you, you pretty much hate those things cause... i
3: hate uh a lot of junk foods twizzlers i hate twizzlers oh those, yeah you're emotionally anchored to those
2: i do oh you know what you know what's? you know what I love that he hates um, complicated ice creams.
3: What? Oh, the worst. I like a simple, <laughs> give me a vanilla, give me a chocolate, give me a coffee ice cream. There's this new thing going on now where people just throw everything in the kitchen sink into They're like, oh, we got gummy bears in here. Yeah, brownies. Mm, give me some it's, gummy
2: bears and brownies and marshmallows all like, mixed yeah, into like, like chocolate with like fudge swirls.
3: I'm into that. Yeah, this like Neapolitan with like pistachio nuts in it. <laughs> like what is going on at all these bodegas? I've started going to all the the bodega owners and i'm like er, in my neighborhood and i'm like look where's my i come in here he every does, week i want a coffee ice cream that's all i want i want a mint chocolate chip i know you're gonna buy all this he garbage give them a list. but he's like hey,
2: you order these things please because i'm gonna be here taking getting I them. Love
1: the idea that you eat ice cream that much
2: cream. <laughs> oh well yeah something we both love is ice cream
1: yeah yeah
0: he's like picketing outside baskin
3: robin <laughs> <He's like>, no <laughs> keep it simple
2: <laughs> Question number 27, at what point did you know you wanted to date your
0: partner?
3: Hmm. You know, interesting. Uh, I would say it was a little bit before I, we were, we'd started um, seeing each other, but I knew I was taking a trip to Portland, right? To do comedy shows. And before that, I was thinking, do I want to go on this trip single, or do I want to go on this trip as a guy who's, like, locked down? And I thought, oh, it's, she's worth it.
2: Aw. <laughs>
3: yeah. Yeah. I'll go right home after my shows.
2: Aw. That's sweet. That's so cute. <laughs> um, I think it was when you were sick. Yeah. And I came over and I I cared enough to come over and I made you soup and I made you an apple pie and I don't know why those two things but those are the things that I made you and I came over and what did I what did I watch with you
3: okay so here actually I kind of want to take back what I said because (laughs) well like when I when people ask me like why what's up with Amber and I'm like oh you know she campaigned hard she did the right this was like perfect because i was you know being sick is a part of my life not that i'm always sick but with allergies and Mm. traumatic experiences in my life and i had the flu and you came over and i was delirious and she made all this stuff for me and then she was like you want to watch natural born killers and i used to own that movie so yeah on vhs and she and so we watched uh while i was in and out of consciousness i just watched natural killers next to him while he was like sort of sleeping hyper violent movie next to me and there's nothing that makes me feel like i'm gonna heal faster than listening to gunplay on the screen so thank you that was great you're welcome yeah dude you're a keeper
0: this is our coffee okay cool
3: yeah Yeah, that was mm. Apple pie and natural born killers. <laughs> mm-hmm. Think of one more thing you like about your partner, but make it something more silly or trivial. I love. Okay, go. Your job. Your turn. <laughs> I know. I know. Sometimes
2: I've gotten excited about questions and I accidentally answered them in the wrong order.
3: So, so
2: if go. you want, go. Go ahead.
3: Oh my goodness! Uh, from the first day you moved in, uh, your high pitched singing in the apartment is my favorite. I don't care what song you're singing, it's the best. And when I come home and I hear it from another room, I'm like, hell yeah. (laughs) I got a little alien in the apartment.
2: I do like I do like hearing you talk to yourself in the bathroom. Um, <laughs> you definitely like talk to yourself when you're showering and when you're like just hanging out in there. Yeah. And I, I never have really gotten a full idea of what those conversations are, but I like hearing them you get very um emotional not like <laughs> very passionate about whatever you're talking about to your reflection but it's i, I enjoy it
3: a lot of daily affirmations mm-hmm. in the bathroom
0: i want to come over to your apartment there's singing going on affirmations <laughs> <laughs> invite yeah. you, it's you can You're like welcome like to come over whenever
2: you want <laughs> question number 29 share with your partner an embarrassing moment in your life
3: hmm <laughs> An embarrassing moment in my life. Oh, great. Okay, so uh, it was a, a, another one of my um, father's birthdays. This is the times we get together in D.C., and uh, we drank, uh, s- like, so many shots of uh, tequila together and mezcal the night before. And then the, the I had recklessly made plans with our old family friend. To go have breakfast with her. So the whole house was hungover. We're all feeling bad. My brother, sister, mom, and dad. And uh, then uh, this woman, Lena, she calls us. And she's like, hey, you guys coming over in an hour? And like, no one Wait, wants to Lena. Move. Flores, yeah, is who your used to, used, to used to be your to nanny. Take care of me. Yeah. yeah,
2: so this is not just a random family friend. This is someone who was like your m- the, mom-ish.
3: Yeah, this is like a proxy mom. Yeah, you know. So she is Salvadorian an, woman. She's like a four foot tall Salvadorian woman who made me papooses <laughs> for like the oh, first God. five years of my life. She's and amazing. so gregarious and fun and a little dynamo. Energetic, yeah. Yeah, she hasn't stopped moving. And so she made this huge uh, breakfast for us meal, and we're all supposed to go over there, and we get into the... My dad got a new car. He's so proud of it. Uh, It's a BMW. And uh, it still smelled like new car until I got in. And I was too weak to assert my dominance as like the oldest um, sibling. And my brother and sister like get in, and they put me in the middle seat in the back. And like I just turn like guacamole green and I have to vomit and I and we're stopped at a traffic light and I can't get out of the car in time because I'm in the middle seat. So I exploded <sighs> all over the inside of my dad's car. Oh. As a grown man. I'm a grown <laughs> man at this grown, point. Yeah. I'm full, fully grown. This isn't like teenage Gabe. This How is,
2: disappointed were your parents? They
3: were so it was like that scene in Pulp Fiction. <laughs> <laughs> Where like, the, Marvin's head explodes in the back seat, <laughs> yeah,
2: that sounds pretty terrible, yeah,
3: and then we had to stop and clean up the car and oh. go back home. We were still close, and i but but now, like I felt great, so when we actually showed up to Lena's, I was like the most. You had Put, purged. Yeah. I was like, with it. My Spanish was crisp. I was on point. Super energetic. The rest of my family hadn't purged. Your demon so. was
2: already exercised and yeah. theirs was still inside them. <laughs> uh-huh. mm.
3: So anyway, that was pretty embarrassing to uh, but you know, that's when you know your family loves you. Yeah. So you yeah. can uh,
2: you do that it. and still move on. Yeah. So you still you still talk to them today.
3: They brush their brush your shoulder off and mm-hmm. move forward.
2: Um, an embarrassing story. I, I was a freshman at Berkeley, and I was on my way in between um, classes, and I was with my friend Tess, and we were kind of rushing to get lunch at the at the hall. And so she was going to go get some, like, a couple drinks for us, and I was carrying our trays. But it's, um, it's, you know, you can get as much food as you want there as long as you swipe in. Uh, And so our trays were very full and I was carrying them through like the most, the most crowded uh, dining hall in all of Berkeley and I got straight right to the middle and I was carrying these two trays and they suddenly just bent both of them oh, no. just like bent and all the food fell off of them and shattered in the middle and the, the plates like shattered they were plastic plates but somehow they shattered and uh, all this and the whole dining hall broke into applause oh. Oh. <laughs> it was really scary <laughs> but I was really like scared and embarrassed and red. but then I like pulled myself together and I took a bow and <laughs> and um and a couple dudes came up and like started helping me clean it all up and it ended up being okay but it was yeah the most embarrassing moment in my life i'm i yeah mortified mortified
3: oh another question question number 30 uh when did you last cry in front of another person or by yourself Or by myself. Yeah.
2: Um, I've been watching This Is Us.
0: (laughs) Yes, here we go. (laughs) (laughs) We are in here. (laughs) Every
2: single episode. Every single episode. And um, I watch it by myself because it's really not Gabe's lane. Um, And so I have my headphones on and I have my laptop and I'm just like, so it's kind of in front of him, kind of by myself, because he's in the other room and he can hear me because I like, like sob when I watch this and Canada. I also yell at the screen a lot.
3: Um, yeah, she does. She's like it's like she's talking to a movie. Like at the you know, it's very loud. And uh and I don't know what's happening. Sometimes I'm not in the room and I just hear her be like, What? No. Oh my god. <laughs> and I think that she's getting like terrible news in a phone call. And then I walk in and I see her with like the big headphones on and just like
0: Yeah. You're going in for the dog. <laughs> no yeah. Leave the dog well, Now we're going to invite ourselves over to watch this with you And yes. we can all be a huge mess <laughs> Okay,
1: sounds good Anna is inviting herself over a lot <laughs> <laughs> I do want to come over and hang out with you
2: Please come over Please come over <laughs> Yeah, but, anytime
3: yeah. Uh, I what? Uh, I don't know, I just cry I cry in movies now I never did this as a kid <laughs> Now I cry in movies all the time It doesn't matter what movie it is I think the last time I cried where I let somebody see it was like Coco mm-hmm. Right? Oh, you know, because Amber was sitting next to me And I'm all like... <gasps> <laughs> but yeah, yeah, just you know, ah! and then uh, but then the last time I cried by myself was like I think I was watching uh, Get On Up the the uh, the uh, who was it James Brown documentary or mm-hmm. biopic just like the you know the hardships of his life as a little kid it was like so sad to me and uh, that was yeah but I didn't let the guy because there was a guy between us on the plane right we were the three of us in the aisle and I couldn't let this stranger see weakness. Oh. so i like <laughs> hid i hid my face from him
0: yeah <laughs> just some stranger
2: on the plane really. yeah
3: you can't let strangers see your weakness
2: especially not on a plane i mean it's just too close quarters it, yeah it's you too know, uncomfortable you'd be inviting them into i don't know yeah i don't talk to strangers on planes at all
3: i hate it when they try sometimes they try on buses that's the worst
2: That guy that I was sitting next to before we switched seats in order to sit next to each other on the last plane, he was definitely going to talk to me through the whole thing. Yeah. Um, But luckily,
3: you got to sit next to me and I just fell asleep right next to you. Me too. I left you alone. Yeah. That's what I like the the most about you. (laughs) Ignore you.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Question number 31 What is something you feel other people like most about your partner?
3: Who, me? Oh, what do people like about you? Yeah. Uh, they um, they think that you are like really put together and really smart.
0: Correct. <laughs>
3: and beautiful. Correct. They're all like, she's so hot. Oh, my God. You're so lucky. She's so hot. And I'm like, why are you talking like that, dad? <laughs>
2: Um, um. I think that other people like about Gabe that he is really good at keeping in contact and checking in with his friends and he's um yeah, he's super loyal and great about like reaching out to people and asking to hang out and it makes them feel special. He's really good at making people people feel
3: special. Yeah.
0: You're both correct.
1: <laughs>
3: Oh, my God. What, okay, this is question number 32. The, guys, it's time to get serious. Put the serious face on. Okay, you ready? I'm ready. Okay, get grim. Okay, it's 32. What, if anything, is too serious to be joked about?
2: <laughs> Nothing. <laughs> Nothing. I feel like you can joke about absolutely anything as long as it's funny. Uh, so it, the, the judgment for me doesn't come from the topic. It comes from, did you make it funny? And also I, I think it's important to know your vessel. So, um, if I'm a, uh, I try not to punch down and I, I like to make fun of myself mostly, uh, and the man, because it's okay to punch up, mm-hmm. not men, in general, I mean, I do joke about them because that's also punching up. But, uh, but the man,
3: mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. Uh, look, there's no there's no topic that can't be joked about. The more horrific the topic, the more that you need humor. So uh, yeah. you can talk, you can joke about anything, um, but uh, be prepared for the consequences if oh, your joke yeah. isn't funny. Yeah. You know, the more serious the topic, uh, the more your joke is kind of like pulling a. What is uh, pulling like a cool skate move, you know, and like you might not land it. You, might, you might twist fall your ankle. Down and get hurt real bad and get paralyzed, you know? By the internet.
0: Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. <laughs> Specifically.
2: <laughs> Question number thirty-three. If you were to die suddenly, what would you most regret not having told someone? Why haven't you told them?
3: Hmm.
0: Dun dun dun. Tell us dun, your secrets. Dun. <laughs> dun.
3: Uh, you know, I, I feel, I feel pretty good. I feel pretty good. There's not much that I haven't told people that I need to tell them, Mm
2: -hmm.
3: you know? So yeah, you know, just call your, uh, call the people in your life. This this is my advice to anybody out there. Uh, if you need to reckon with someone, do it. Uh, let them know that you love them.
1: Mm
2: -hmm. I think that in general, I would like to tell people more that I love them. I'd like to tell my sisters more that I love them. I would like to tell my grandma more that I love her. Mm-hmm. Um, so I I wish that I, I'd like to call her more. And the reason I haven't is just because of fear and anxiety. And I'll just do it after this podcast. Nana, <laughs> I love you if you're Aww. listening.
3: Yeah, it'll be awkward. But, you know, all conversations are.
0: Yeah. This is what I like to call the this is us question. <laughs> uh,
3: 34. Spoiler <laughs> Your house catches on fire. After saving loved ones and pets, what's one thing you would save?
2: One thing I would save after saving love and pets would be my journals. Um, and with that, Go, uh, along with that goes my computer and my hard drive because there's so many videos and creative notes and stories and I, I I would it would kill me to lose all of that.
3: Yeah, uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna say the exact same thing. Mm-hmm. The journals are I know. the most important thing in the hard drive and computer. That's it. Nothing else really matters.
2: You have a whole, you have like a couple shelves full of journals. I have
3: a stack of composition notebooks and then on the outside of each notebook I have a white piece of tape with the, the year. So it goes very back organized. from like 2000 to now. So I would just grab that. I would knock the paintings off your wall <laughs> and I would grab all of those journals and just run out of the house with them.
2: Yeah. Oh, I think that's something people like about Gabe a lot is uh, his uh, gesticulation also. (laughs) The way that he uses his hands uh, to communicate. Okay. Question number 35. Oh, my gosh. We are so close. Question number 35. Of all the people in your life, whose death would you find most disturbing? Why?
3: Most disturbing. Uh... I'd say any of my immediate family. I think my brother would be the toughest because uh we grew up in the same house in the same we shared a bedroom until I left for college and uh we have so much collective um shorthand with uh, all of our references, pop culture and just language that it'd be like, you know, like a hard drive crashing.
2: Yeah. I feel very I feel I have a similar answer my little my little sister would be the hardest I mean I've experienced people older than me older generations passing but someone yeah. of my generation that I've spent so much time with and have so much shorthand with yeah would be really weird and soul crushing what's the last one
0: the last question
3: 36 uh even if you've shared it with them in the past what's the most important advice you can give to your partner
0: bring it on (laughs)
2: oh it's me okay (laughs) oh gosh okay um i would say the most important advice i could give to you or anyone in general is uh Try everything. Mm-hmm. Uh, you only get one life, and you don't know what's going to stick or what's going to be feel amazing to you. So you should give everything a shot, everything that you possibly can.
3: Uh, yeah. Okay. Great. Hey, how about this? Uh, make uh, make mistakes, <laughs> and uh, yeah, have have a bunch of awkward conversations. Mm.
2: <laughs> <laughs> That's scary advice. You guys did it. Congratulations 36 questions. 36
3: chambers.
0: (laughs) (laughs) We are not done yet, though. Okay. Not done yet. Uh, Part of the experiment was also a second portion, which Nick will tell you about.
1: So at the end of his experiment, he would have the two people looking to each other's eyes for four minutes... And the reason Arthur Aaron did this is he felt that it's the most intimate thing you can do with another person. We're not
0: started yet. Stop staring at me. <laughs> <laughs> they
1: just can't help it. Um, so even people who've been together a long time don't spend a lot of time looking at each other. Uh, so That's
3: right. We just stare at uh, computer screens next to yeah. each other. Yeah. yeah,
0: it's so true. So we're going to have you guys look at each other for four minutes. And I will cut all this dead air out, but we are certifying that they're going to look at each other for four
1: minutes. All right. Are you ready? And go. Five, four, three,
0: two, one. You did it! Yeah. No you never have to look at each other. Every <laughs>
3: you do this every other week with each other too. <laughs> we do it every night before we go to sleep. <laughs> I um
2: I felt I was only looking at one of his eyes for a while, and then I was like, "Oh, I should look at the other eye too." <laughs> it's yeah, not get getting quality. Enough. It wasn't Focus. getting enough attention. That's, <laughs> that's quality for you.
3: I wonder if the listeners to your show feel like they've sped through intimacy with the people that you're interviewing. Absolutely, for sure. If they're like, "Oh, we love
2: them now." Oh, we know them. It's yeah. true. I feel like that with my podcast. People are like get like a behind the scenes view of someone's life, and then they're like. Yeah, people do reach out sometimes people and they're like, I really liked hearing your story. You're amazing. It's really it's good.
1: We had a listener who reached out to us to say, could you please continue to make the podcast because I listen to them when I go on runs around the lake and he had lost a bunch of weight yeah so this like,
0: guy would walk and listen to our podcast and he lost a lot of weight and he's like please i need i need your podcast to keep losing weight it was so <laughs> cute oh, he's,
1: he's really like you'll be responsible for me getting fat <laughs> <laughs> I,
3: Gabe. I know i well yeah it's like putting a gun to your head to keep going like, <laughs> my health depends on it um so, so that's why we're still making the podcast yeah yeah <laughs> that's that. awesome
0: uh, so what did you guys think about the questions and also staring at each other for four minutes? Um, the questions, I mean, I knew,
2: I felt like, I know I know Gabe pretty well. We're pretty uh, communicative um, and talk about a, like a large variety of things in our apartment. So I was pretty confident in, in knowing where he would be coming from. Um, but it was fun to still talk to him about it. I, I like talking to him. Like in general as a person. So that's Great. important. Great. Uh and then staring at you. I stare at you a lot. She does.
1: <laughs> it's unnerving. <laughs> <It's> Off putting. <Yeah. laughs> All day. He's waking up every morning what are you doing? Yeah. <laughs> so
3: uh, sometimes I'll be talking to myself in the mirror and then I'll see you in the distance behind me. <laughs> There's mm-hmm.
1: a little amber head poking out. <laughs> okay.
2: Uh, so it felt fun to have you staring back at me the whole time.
1: Yeah. Aww.
3: He sees me. Yeah. yeah.
2: Gives the peacock a lot. So I'm watching him oftentimes. Aww. Uh,
3: yeah, yeah, it was, uh, I've done exercises like this before and I think they're always powerful and it's cool to, it was cool to deal with Amber because I don't think that we've, uh we've done it with intention mm-hmm. for a while mm-hmm. i was nervous about coming over here and, and doing this because uh because i don't want to share intimate things with with uh, the world but hey man this is the life i chose so.
2: <laughs> <laughs> you do you hold things pretty close to your chest
3: yeah yeah yeah
2: um like the people that are in your life and you're intimate with like me you're fine sharing things with but the outside world.
3: I want to say partially. It's I think it's uh it's my upbringing in growing up in D.C. It's a very it's a political city, and uh, there's uh I think that there's two forms of truth. There's your public face, and then there's like what you really think, and you <laughs> tell your friends what you really think. But then there's the, you know, what we what we say to get by.
0: Was there anything that you learned about each other that is new, or did you already know? Hmm.
3: Oh, I like hearing uh, the things that Amber um, thinks uh, I'm good at, and also, because I'm a narcissist, it's nice to hear <laughs> positive feedback, and then also what she thinks other people see in me. And I think uh, also having these questions put me on the spot to formulate, to put into, out there into the world um, uh, answers to some of these questions about, about my partner. Yeah. So it was good.
2: It did give me a good reason to formulate in words the things that I feel in emotions. So that's that's yeah. cool.
3: It's nice to hear what your perfect day was, too.
0: Oh,
2: And I liked um, I liked hearing... I also liked hearing what you thought other people thought of me. That was a fun question. Yeah. Yeah. Aww.
1: Well, you're both in comedy and creative, so we like... To, at the end of the podcast, have you plug whatever you'd like, your social media, any shows coming up.
0: This is going to be a long list because these
1: two are (laughs) talented and they're
2: hustling. We'll try not to make it too long. No, no, literally
0: (laughs) plug everything. Absolutely
2: everything. Okay, uh, I'll start. I... You can find a lot of my show dates uh, at my website, amberollo.com, A-M-B-E-R-R-O-L-L-O.com. I've got a couple fun ones coming up. Um, I don't know when this podcast is going to go out.
0: Probably this week. This is next week.
2: Okay, cool. Then um, next week, like early March, I have um, March 8th, there's this really fun show at UCB called Lasers in the Jungle.
0: <gasps> You're in Lasers? Yeah. Yes. Okay, I'm to go. So um,
2: I'm really excited about that one. And um, also March 20th is the next live box show and we're going to be at caveat and uh which is a really cool new venue that um i don't know if you've been to yet but it's always really fun uh so i highly recommend coming out to that and um also check out my podcast daddy list issues which you can find on spotify or itunes or google play or wherever you listen to things
0: and I love the show that you do at the Laundromat.
2: I watched. Oh my gosh, it's so good. Oh wait, oh you mean the um, live show? There's I have two shows. One that I do called Can I Live, and it's uh, in an, in a comic book shop, and that's on Facebook Live. And then that's the one I watch. Okay, it's and so then delightful. That's that sounds fun. It's like really weird because it's intimate because there's like only three people that can fit in that space, <laughs> um, but then it's not intimate because it's Facebook Live. Uh, it's real weird. And then I have a show in the. In a speakeasy in the back of a laundromat in Greenpoint, because that's the life I live now. <laughs> and, um, and it's called uh, The Uncanny Valley, and it's on the third Monday of every month.
0: Go ahead. Gabe.
2: Okay, <laughs> hi.
3: So for all of my social media, you can go to GabePacheco.com. That's G A B E P A C H E C O.com. And you'll I find that website. She that's did. amazing. It. And you can find all of uh, my show dates on there. I've got a pretty cool show coming up uh, March 25th at the Knitting Factory. I'll be at the Knitting Factory on March 25th. And uh, aside from that, I have... um, a political podcast that you can hear called The Katie Halper Show, and I am the uh, color commentary on that show, uh, the um, stalwart sidekick. And we always have a bunch of fantastic uh, guests, it's more a lot of activists. We recently interviewed Erica Garner right before she passed away, speaking about her father, Eric Garner. And uh, yeah, we talk about politics on that show, and we're pretty left leaning, um, you know, uh, Trotskyites, maybe or uh, just Stalinists. (laughs) Could just be a straight-up Stalinist.
2: Champagne socialists. We're
3: champagne socialists. I believe in living the good life, (laughs) but... I'd like to, I feel like, you know, we can spread the abundance. There's enough to go around for everybody. Uh, that's my take on things. So uh, you don't have to sacrifice a lot to be left leaning. Um, yeah. So the Katie Halper show, I'm also starting a new podcast uh, called Eat, Pray, Judge, which will be a movie review podcast with my good friend, Sammy. And you can look out for that being launched within the next couple weeks. Uh Yeah. Oh, oh, and there is a weekly stand-up comedy show you can see every Wednesday at 10 p.m. It's called Funhouse Comedy, and it's at Pete's Candy Store in Williamsburg. It's always free, and I co-host it with Samir Nassim. That's Funhouse Comedy. Come out any Wednesday at 10 p.m. If you say that you are there because you heard us on this podcast, yes. I'll get you a uh, free Funhouse cocktail. That's wow. the that's so
0: cool. I think this is our first promotion.
3: <laughs> I'm so excited. This is
2: this is the show that we met at, by the way. <gasps> yeah. Not uh-huh. in the same location, but that's the show that
3: we met people at. People get people come to this show, they fall in love, they get pregnant. People, <laughs> you know, not on the same night, but they, you know, things happen. Line. Yeah, down the line. So we we're all about building <laughs> they community. They do
2: Fazzle and and uh, Sachi. Sachi recently had a baby. That's and right. they 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 are you know regulars at your show.
1: Our show has kept them together. Mm-hmm. And if you want to come on our show, possibly fall in love, possibly get pregnant, <laughs> 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 you can visit our website, it's 36qpodcast.com or email us at 36q podcast at gmail.com.
0: Yeah. And subscribe on iTunes.
1: Yep, leave us reviews on iTunes, we love it. Mm-hmm. And thank you again for coming. Thank you
0: guys. You guys are thank so delightful. You.
1: Adiós.